You know what? I yeah, fuck it. The, this is the part where the song comes in. Here we go. Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And you're listening to Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. All right. And this is the Comic-Con episode. Uh, post-coital Comic-Con. <laughs> 2018. <laughs> Comic-Con isn't going to walk straight for a week. Yeah. <laughs> and neither are we. Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> it's a lot of walking, a lot of steps. Yeah, it's a lot of, you know, exercise, but it's good for you. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, we just finished... Day two of three for yes. us, because uh, we are attending Comic-Con on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And it is so much fun. It was so badly needed by both of us. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I hate to start off with this, but the, the darkness is coming, mm. you know, just like, you know, you can practically hear the... Uh, the oracle say it i see the darkness coming i see it spreading i see death yeah. you know yeah um, yeah we're headed to some fucking dark ass times and uh you know it's it, we we're, we've kind of like immersed ourselves in pop culture because the world outside is so fucking frightening it know? really is it really is but they do say that it's always darkest before the dawn and i feel that uh the the republicans got their they got their guy in but i feel that on november 8th this country is going to stand up and say something uh definitive and say like this horror is not going to go unchallenged and we're going to start to work against it um yeah it because because this sort of thing um oppression and marginalization oh it always seems like this monolithic unbeatable thing like it has this, its own its own momentum, and this country does have a history of just horrible, horrible treatment of people, and putting especially women, especially women, and putting people in place to maintain that horribleness. But there are always people who rise up and fight back and change the system. And I feel like that's where we're going because there are tons and tons of people on our side who are practiced at fighting, and we continue we just continue to organize, we continue to fight back, and we continue to show people like, look. This is horrible. This is absolutely horrible. Just stand with us and fight against it. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. It's just, you know, it's it's a sad day when we have to admit to ourselves that, like, for all of our fighting, for all of our, you know, um, dismissal of this, you know, of this cretin that is about to be elected as justice, mm. one of the highest, you know, uh, not even elected, appointed. Yeah, basically appointed to one of the highest, you know, uh, positions in judicial power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's sad to see this Cretan fail upwards so completely under this administration that reflects that kind of um, privilege. You know, this it, it's it goes it goes far beyond white privilege. It goes into the corruption of one's soul. You yeah. Know? Oh, it's just it's it's white mediocrity is what it is, and yeah. it, and the system that lifts that up. I mean, this guy, 
This guy wouldn't get past any sort of job interview acting the way he acted at that hearing. Um, the emotionalism, the conspiracy theories, every which way how he tried to deflect common language that we know we know what it means and him just blatantly lying and saying, oh, no, 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 it, it actually meant this. It actually meant that. There is no job in this country that would that would give him um, that would give him a position. But somehow um, being uh, in the halls of power and being connected, it gets just pushes him through. Yeah. Well, I feel like come Monday, that's I mean, it's not looking good. Like mm -hmm. already Senator Susan Collins is already saying that. You know she's gonna cast a vote for him and she's like a key swing voter mm. so it seems like it's almost done now that being said i saw online that people were posting i can't remember if it was woke folks or um or afropunk where, where they were like talking about how uh, or sean king or how they were talking about how once the democratic majority is voted into office uh, after November 8th, mm -hmm. they're going to launch an investigation into Kavanaugh, like a fuller investigation. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, does that mean that they're saying that a, a chief, ju like uh, chief justice of the Supreme court can be removed from office? I would hope so. I would hope that there is no position in this country where like commonly a, a Supreme court justice can serve for the rest of their life if they want to. Um, though some have been known to retire. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would hope that there is no position that that is beyond like uh, in like infallible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's just not the way it should work. I mean, this is supposed to be a government uh, for the people, by the people, theoretically speaking. So like why why set up any system that works like in an in an oligarchical fashion? I, I don't know. I mean, I I just think it, it just calls attention to the the failure that this system has provided us. It, it, we are in a we are basically standing on a preface uh, on a precipice, mm -hmm. and you know Sean King himself was like, uh, "We're living in dangerous times." Yeah, and he he issued this weird dire tweet where I was like chilled to the bone because mm. it seems to me that like we're like the the air of reversing Roe versus Wade is like it's in it's in the atmosphere it's in the air mm -hmm. you know and I like that kind of injustice that kind of failure on the on the the system that we rely on to provide us with a sense of balance is just corrupted by by money, but ultimately by money and by uh, theological and deeply flawed perspectives, um, which are like perpetuated by Mitch McConnell, by the Republican Party, by Trump, mm. um, and all of it is just it, it just feels like it's coming to a head, you know, and I really I shit you know it's it's just scary you know mm -hmm. it's, it's just very scary. scary it's very scary so the thing is what what can we do about it well we can fucking vote you know that's right we can vote and we can protest you know 
we can't just say election or re-election for us it's the same bullshit we can't we can no longer fit no afford to say to say that we could never really afford it but now it's just it's it's hit such a critical point yeah if we if we were to do that again we we would solidify and we we would be deserving of anything that happens to us really because it's it's one thing to have the forces of evil working against you it's another thing to throw your hands up and just give up as much as as much as you might want to sometimes it's it's always up to you to fight because the only reason uh, these forces seem insurmountable is because we we rarely see people fighting tooth and nail against it, you know, especially right now where Republicans are the majority um, in the in the House and the Senate. But if that were to change and if we are to push our elected officials on the left to uh, fight these things, it's not just it's not just enough to put them in office like we have to light a fire under their feet, no matter how good, no matter how much we like them. Um, that's our responsibility. Um, it's something it's it reminds me of something that uh, like Barack Obama said or Bernie Sanders said it's like it's like yes it's it's good that we get into office but we also have like work to do like we have to work together you know so I just don't want the thing is that I don't want Trump to, and I've, I feel like I've said this from the beginning I don't want Trump or the Republicans to damage our system so badly that it takes uh, a Democrat, you know, or a progressive basically four years or eight years to, to bring it up back to normal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that, that's my biggest fear is that it's, it's just going to be pushed so far deep where even if we do regain some semblance of, uh, logic back in the white house, will it matter like at that point it, the people will be so bogged down by you know uh misogyny and uh tax cuts for the rich mm. and a, a, a corrupt chief like a, a corrupt uh, supreme court like an overwhelming majority of these horrible horrible people like basically uh, attempting to you know pardon the president for his crimes mm like when is it all just enough you know and it's frustrating it's fucking frustrating we really need to take to the streets i mean we i do we do we need to take to the streets i am i'm so done with this pattern of like they do something horrible we all we all get in a tizzy nothing happens because another distraction comes along or somebody says something so horrible and stupid that we start harping on that i feel like we need to take a page out of like Egypt's book and just like take to the streets and shut this shit down and just stand in the street and say, get the fuck out. out. Yes. Until they go. Until they go. That's right. Um, you know, because this, this whole, like this atmosphere of like, Trevor Noah said something really interesting about the fact that like, Trump and the Republicans have weaponized victimhood mm -hmm. where they that like Trump goes on the record and says like 
you know, at a press conference. It's a scary time to be a, a young man. Oh. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, are you re- are you yeah. seriously like painting? Yeah. Brett Kavanaugh is the fucking victim here. I've seen I've seen women re- retweet or repost shit like that, and I and I can't help but to chime in. Like, I'm not one who, um, wants to talk over women at all. But like, I had to stop up and say no. No, this is not what's happening. No. Like, this is not on par with what happens to women. If it happens to a guy, is it is it is it, is it a bad thing when a false accusation false accusation comes up? Sure, of course. But that is not the narrative right now. That's not what is going on. No. You know, it's it's like a woman has stepped up, she is credible, she passed a polygraph test, she has spoken about this incident. To, even though she didn't keep a calendar, like uh, oh God, my God. That, that whatever weird shit that yeah. is, like she's spoken to her therapist and her loved ones over the years on this. And people are just, well, why didn't she come go to the authorities sooner? It's just like, do you understand the psychology that goes on with somebody who has been uh, who has been through a sexual assault? Like it doesn't just work like that. It's not like when somebody's car car gets stolen and you're just like oh no my property let me report it it's a whole different kind of trauma and if if people would actually listen and read about it it's like they'd understand why first of all a good chunk of people who even go through this don't even report it ever in their lives right you know and then the chunk who do are scrutinized and not believed and 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 painted as as these other things that have nothing to do with it. Yeah, and 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 you know Trump, I, I I'm I'm thinking he says he he's of the point of view that these women are in it for the fame, right? Oh. And I'm like, what what kind of fame are they really asking for? The kind of fame where their family is being threatened, the kind mm. of fame where they have to move, mm-hmm. like. To, to get away from horrible people doing horrible things and threatening their their safety, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it, like, what kind of fame do you think that these women have? Like, this is... this is It's a disgusting it's, it's, thing to say. Yeah, it's, it's backwards, and it's, it, it, it comes from the point of view of a man who has never jumped off the golden perch from where he, he has been throughout his life because you know his life like let's face it trump is comes from privilege Mm -hmm. you know maximum privilege Mm -hmm. where like you know he says he's a self-made man because he got a small loan of a million dollars when actually you know the new york times broke that he had like over 400 million dollars you know and he's been gaining an like a massive amount of wealth since he was eight years old Mm. through what through like crazy tax loopholes basically scamming the american people yep um and and that's what it like and and people still fall for it you know there's still like women holding up women for trump signs because they they believe they want to believe this con they want to believe it so desperately they want to believe that that's actually them in at some future point or in some alternate reality like that's what I'm, I've said this before, what W.E. Du Bois uh, refers to as the psychological wage of whiteness. It's like you there's something about supporting this horribleness that 
pays off to you psychologically is it's like oh this is this represents me no matter how downtrodden i am no matter how much this person will never support me because on some on well on for some of them they can't even see that far but on some level that represents me so i have to hold that up yeah because the the truth of the matter is it's like these people wouldn't pee on you if you were on fire no like, of it's course like, not and, and that's that's another thing where it's just like I, I i feel the same fury for when i see signs like latinos for trump right? oh my god the, and, you know those those 10 people <laughs> need to stop with their shit it's, man. it's more than 10 people like there is a there's a subset there's a horrible sex, subsection of the latin community um that is they always think that they're getting a seat at the table yeah you know well, you know and there is no seat at the table like it like if if these quote unquote latinos for trump now i'm looking at you florida um oh God. uh if if you really uh believe that that's that you have a seat at the table just look at the policies all you have to do is open your eyes mm -hmm. and egg ask yourself the big existential questions um you know what did he do for puerto rico nothing mm -hmm. what did he do for um uh for uh latin people he took you know he he's uh cracked down on immigration he's pulled children away from families you know don't don't believe this con this is a con mm -hmm. it's the basest lie well, it's 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 very easy to manipulate uh, our community, especially given the colorism that has existed. Oh, that's since, that's since, a whole other animal since the very beginning. I mean, there are too there are too many Latinos who believe that they are that they are white in the way it is defined in this country. Even if even if physically they present as white, um, as long as there's an association with that community with our community. Um, they will never be accepted at the table. We would like, and I, that calls into question a bigger like examination of like the Latinx, the Latinx like community, right? Um, because we truly are, 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 let's face it, we're divided people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because we we also have colorism, we have um, we have what I what I saw at the panel when that uh like that puerto rican um uh writer uh comic book writer said i forget what her name is i should really i should really look it up but uh she said something about like the fact that she doesn't speak spanish and she doesn't typically look like uh like latinx she looks you know she could pass mm -hmm. and then uh you know that opens people up that opens other you know non non latinx uh people or like white people just to be like oh you don't look that way you don't look like this you don't look like that you know mm -hmm. and it's like there's a certain and then latinx people are just like they'll turn around and just be like uh you know you don't speak spanish are you really authentic you mm -hmm. know yeah and then it's just like uh that needs to be fixed. That yeah. We need to try and be better because if not, we're just, we have to surpass the imperialist things that have been inflicted on us. 
this is this is mental slavery it is it absolutely is it's a virus yeah mm. a lot of a lot of matrix um uh we're we're, we're basically saying a lot of matrix uh s- phrases and stuff but because it <laughs> I mean, fits i know it does fit uh, I, although i also threw in a little loki where i was just like this is the basis lie <laughs> um but uh let's move on to yeah well, some more fun oh stuff. my god we have been ranting about yeah. this for, for quite a while um so we <laughs> all right let's let's uh let's tone it down as we do on the show <laughs> that's how we do you know that's how we roll yeah so we uh, we uh went to new york comic-con mm-hmm. and we tore the roof off that motherfucker that's right <laughs> that's right oh man comic-con is just it, it's such a it's such a great community like say what you will about um some trolls who you know get into a fervor anytime uh, a bit of diversity uh is inserted into a typically white space when you go to comic-con especially new york comic-con you see a spectrum that spans everything that you can think of yes and it is beautiful to see it makes the whole experience so much richer like at the end of each day you're definitely exhausted just because there's so much to see you do a lot of walking around um just navigating all those bodies but seeing like all the ideas that that are out there all the talent that's out there the excitement uh people just getting together and enjoying this yeah it, it really oh. is like you know people can shit on it all they want and be like you know oh it's fucking nerds and you know it's just movies and blah 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 but it really is a celebration of like things that kind of bind us it's mm-hmm. like a universal language where it's just like it's pop culture people love this shit you know and more and more people love this shit so it was really awesome to see you know some fucking crazy cosplay <laughs> um today oh my god can we talk about the the woman in the iron man suit and the girl in the anime oh man that there's this like she couldn't have been older than 10 and she's like in a in a suit of armor <laughs> with like wings that come like the you know it's 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 she, it was fucking cool, you know? <laughs> and and it, then that, her the, costume lighted up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was that, what's it called? Um, there was a dude that was dressed like the Thing. There was a guy that was dressed as Rey from yes. The Last Jedi with, like, a bunch of reflections. But it was like... <laughs> it was... That was so creative. Yeah. And and the, what's it called? Uh, the Bob Ross Deadpool and the oh. Bob Ross, yeah, <laughs> that was great duo. That was so good. And so. also, like, we we saw some panels, you know. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. We went to some really cool panels and some panels that weren't uh, that didn't engage us as much as we thought uh, yeah. they would. Right. In particular, uh, the new Constantine animated movie from DC. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we'll check it out. I guess there's something about that character Constantine that. You know, getting into a little bit of DC, you know. <laughs> By the way, the the moderator for that panel was like the least enthused man oh, on the planet. He didn't want to be there. No, he did just... not want to be there. He was just like, oh, man, I could be home sleeping, <laughs> opening a jar of peanuts and yeah. watching fucking Orange is the New Black. And I got to be here. <laughs> That's so true. 
Oh my god! Because <laughs> when he it's introduced the panel, he was just like he talked about like the companies that it was that uh, financed the the animated movie on Constantine. He was just like this and that and Warner Brothers, and then he was like DC, and then people were just like woo, you know, <laughs> and one person was like boo, <laughs> and he was like. Did somebody just boo? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. It's it, you know, it is what it is. DC, we hope, we we wish you the best. Yes. Um, but this this is what it is right now. Yeah. So. And the first panel we went to it was, man, I'm proud of us. We went to like an intersectional feminism. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, panel. That was the first one we went to. That's right. And it was great. That's right. It um, really was. And uh, we'll I'll leave a link up to uh, on the on our page, you know, uh, of like all the uh, women uh, and femme uh, artists and writers that were on that panel and just provided some really great insight into like the world of comics from a very uh, from a female centered, you know, perspective. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was cool. Definitely check them out. Yeah. But then. Then <laughs> we saw a little movie. Yes. Which, by the way, thanks for that, man. Hey, I. It was all like the luck of the draw. We uh, walked up to this little uh, kiosk slash uh, uh, exhibit or whatever, and um, we were able to hold up our New York City Comic Con badges uh, to a sensor, and it would let us know uh, if we won tickets or if we didn't and pablo went first and unfortunately his did not um <laughs> register and then i was just like and the thing is i he was more excited than i was because i'd heard hide nor hide nor hair of this uh movie <laughs> and i was just like oh i might as well give it a shot so i walked up to the sensor put my badge up and it told me i won and we got two tickets to go see overlord yes um overlord which we both predict like i predict Personally, that it's going to be, it's going to be a movie that's going to be fucking talked about. Yes, you know because it, it's a fucking hard R. Yes, it you is. Know? <laughs> well deserved hard R too. Yeah, Nazi zombie movie, or that just pulls no punches in terms of like the blood and the gore, and the it is graphic. Yeah, <laughs> and it's intense, and it's got a really great story. It really does. Yeah. It really does. You really came to like care about the character. Pardon me, care about the characters. It was, it was kind of amazing, especially considering how uh, the sensory assault that we were given. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's just the, the movie's fucking loud. It is a loud. I don't know how I'll ever be able to watch that at home at night. <laughs> yeah, right. like unless I put on headphones. Like it is, it is so intense. The levels are just crazy. Yeah, but it's uh, I can't sing that movie's praises enough. That movie is fucking like dope. It's just fucking dope. Like it has like crazy amounts of violence, mm-hmm. like gore, um, and you know it's the Nazis are bad guys again, which is weird to say. <laughs> um, but you know if if you're not if you haven't listened to this show. <laughs> You'll welcome. well welcome, <laughs> and just you know know that we we are of the belief that Nazis are bad. Yeah, you know, and this should be a universal thing. 
Yeah, it really should be. They're not fine people. They are people that should be... Um, well, just watch the movie that to see what they should be. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Because um, the only good Nazi is a dead Nazi. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I fucking loved it. And it, it is one of the few movies where... Um, a bomb is placed in someone's mouth <laughs> yes. and, you, and you see them explode in graphic detail. So <laughs> I'm like, if you like fucking old school, like gore effects combined with a little CGI and a little, it's just like a lot of crazy schlocky violence, dude, overlord by all means, just go out, please check, check it, it out. out. It's fucking cool. It is. So you will not regret it, especially if that is your thing. Yeah. Whew. I mean, take it from somebody who, did not have this on his radar at all. Like, I was just like, what? There's, there's score. There's, I, huh, what is this? And Pablo just led me, led me down that path. And I loved every single minute of it. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's got like a, um, a person of color as the lead. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh my God. That was so refreshing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, World War II, person of color lead, black lead. I was like, oh, so good. So good. Um, so we we didn't watch Venom. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to watch Venom. Yeah, I don't think we're going <laughs> to. I don't. I think we kind of came to our senses. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, if if we happen to stumble across some tickets tomorrow at, at Comic-Con, like, we're not going to... Yeah, we're not going to say no. You know, we're not going to tear them up and throw them away, but fuck. I, <laughs> yeah. Between more of the TV spots coming out and these reviews that are starting to drop, it's like... Yeah. I might want to save that money. Yeah. Though you were uh, contemplating uh, going to the Alpine... Uh, yeah, and, the Alpine movie theater in yeah. my, uh, close to my neighborhood. And dropping uh, eight bucks to go yeah. see that. Uh, and the Alpine Movie Theater is, um, for those who don't know, because that's a very inside, uh, inside baseball kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of thing, where the Alpine is basically the, it, it, it's, a, it's a movie theater that's been around since the 80s, and it, that, there's been little to no renovation of it, and it's uh-huh. tiny, and some of the screens have some holes in it, <laughs> but, you know, it's got, you know, the sound is fine. Um, and hey you know if if you don't want to spend like 14 bucks getting quality sound and uh you know amazing picture at ye old alamo draft house uh or you know an imax theater or you know um you know really good theater just go down to the uh, to your neighborhood you know i'm not gonna say shithole uh, because it, it's a little above it, it's a grindhouse theater okay. let's say that right all right um so yeah I, I think you know i might go check it out at the alpine i can't stand shitty theaters i gotta tell you the truth <laughs> like just because you've I've, been spoiled i've yeah i will definitely been spoiled especially with the alamo draft house you'd think they were paying us or something like yeah. that but i like there used to be this place called the pavilion uh in my neighborhood uh right across the street from prospect park and when it first opened, it was it was lovely. Like we used to go see movies there all the time. And over the years, like it just 
it really lost its luster. I mean, I don't know who was in charge over there because they kind of had the recipe of uh, what Alamo has now almost. Um, like they had a place to eat like within the theater. Oh, that's cool. Um, so like you could go and grab like a cool little meal and then go to your seat. They had nice a nice concession stand, but it was still like local. It wasn't like a big box uh, Lowe's or AMC or anything like that. And then the rest the little restaurant closed down and then the the level of quality like they just stopped repairing seats after a while. Yeah, uh, I know because like I went to see the Muppet movie. <laughs> the first mu- mu- the the you know the the Jason Siegel Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. Um and I sat down and my chair broke. And I just watched the Muppet movie from, you know, basically I was sitting on the floor looking up at it. Jesus. <laughs> I w- <laughs> you know, uh, my girlfriend, well, my, well, my wife now, uh, she was just like, uh, she's like, are, are you going to get up? I was like, <laughs> this is fine. You know, because <laughs> I'm, I'm always so proud that I'm just like, I don't want to admit when something terrible's happened to me. Oh. <laughs> I feel I'm fine, that. I'm fine. I feel that. <laughs> but I went to go see Apollo 18 there. Uh, it was in one of the smaller theaters closer to the top of the theater. And, like, there was water damage in the walls. Some of the seats weren't... You could tell there was mold underneath that uh, fake... I, I got a rash from that. Fake yeah, velvet. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was just... I was sitting in that theater, and I'm just like, if if I stay in here one minute after this movie's done, I'm, I know I'm going to catch, like, growths on my lungs. Ugh. Like, it was... Disgu- and I never went back after that. I was just like, I've had it. Well, that was like the early 90s, right? Apollo 18 uh, was... Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon. No, no, no. Apollo 18. It was that uh, sci-fi movie. It was just like... Oh, where the rocks are like... Yeah, where the rocks. <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing for? Top tier. Oh sci-fi. no, rocks! <laughs> it was top tier sci-fi. I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah I'm sure it was. <laughs> Just like transcendence. Oh fuck! You know. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm Pablo Morales Martinez, and I'm Ernesto Mancibo. <laughs> Together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes, taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Hate you, but. <laughs> But yeah, it's like that shitty theaters are just it's they're just wrong. Like I just don't I mean it's one thing if something's a little run down, but fuck, the seats should be they should work. You yes. know. At the if very anything, least. the seats in a theater should work. And be dry. Can I, yeah, can I quote you on that? Yes. <laughs> you can quote me. I know it's a radical view. I know. But, you know. Shit. Um but yeah, I, yeah, we're not we're not gonna see Venom. Venom is went the way of uh, Predator, the Predator. Yeah. And uh, one other movie. We were talking about them earlier: the RoboCop reboot and Total Recall, the reboot, the Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't see either of those in the theater myself. Yeah. Yeah. There's, they just keep shooting out these fucking duds. Like, now is the time of like garbage, like reboot. Just bleh. Who's green lighting this shit? Like it, I don't know. It must you. There must not be many qualifications to become like an upper level studio exec who's just like, yes, this property. Let's green light it, get it made. 
We'll make money. Blah. Well, with Venom, I mean, it's Sony. You know, they're known for well, historically. Just like, you know. Sony hates its fans. Yes, yeah, it like, does. Especially its comic book fans. It's just, yeah. we don't give a fuck about accuracy or source material. We're just going to throw it in your face and you're going to like it. Yeah. yeah. Ah, you'll, you'll watch anything, right? You'll yeah. watch anything. You're all idiots. Yeah. That's what, basically yeah. what they're saying. That's exactly what they said when they uh, attached the, what was it, uh, X-Men. Oh, the X-Men, uh, ap- was it Apocalypse? It wasn't Apocalypse. It was right before Apocalypse. It was the nah. second one. Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past trailer on to the end of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like, a trailer that had been out for like a month. Yes. It's like we've all seen it online already. Yeah. And it's not even the same studio. No. Like, It's ugh. just like, yeah, Sony's fucking garbage. They are. Um, fuck Sony. Yeah, fuck Sony. It, it, the thing is that like uh, the, with the Marvel movies and everything else, it's, it's just like it's kind of a... We we now have a high caliber for like watching absolutely uh, superhero and science fiction movies and mm-hmm. like we expect something that's actually well written and with like character development and I made some, it with some sort of fucking love like, yeah you know um yeah you could tell that the people really love the source material yeah <coughs> DC <coughs> oh shit um oh but uh, you know. Whatever. Sony just hates its fans. Uh, DC. Uh, can I just go, just to go back to Constantine for a little bit? Um, how is it that DC has fallen off the animated movie radar? Yeah. What the fuck, man? That's weird. Yeah. I mean, they they kind of hit a little bit more of a stride with the death of Superman. Which I'm like, really? We're gonna hit that one, uh, hit that bell again? The- <laughs> because they did it once. They went did it once before, and it was like it was all right. But I guess th- this one, they're basing this death of Superman on the um, on the comic, uh, the Doomsday comic, right? And they're bringing in the four uh, yeah, the other four Superman, other which I Superman. love that. Yeah. Has that come out yet? The, with the, no, no, no. The four? Yet, okay. I think there's a trailer floating around though, yeah. for that. But I don't know how they fell off their animated series game. It's It seemed like, if anything that would have held the most potential to making a a more cohesive uh superhero universe than their live action films i mean yeah. that's something that they could have done i mean they've got tons of films tons of characters and i've yet to see a true like ensemble movie in which all the events uh built up and went to this apex for a while they start they started building up some something cuz there would be stingers at the end of these uh, animated movies, but now they don't. I don't think they even do that anymore. No, the you know what's funny is like they were talking about just in reference to uh, the Aquaman character because that just like it just came across my mind as like oh because it's the next big thing you know mm-hmm. it's the next big DC movie mm. uh, <laughs> and then I went to see this panel for this this Amazon Prime show called The Boys. Uh-huh. Starring fucking Carl Urban, Carl Urban's in it, and um, and this other dude Anthony Starr, and the the um, the the actress that played Katana in Suicide Squad. Oh, who I thought was like I was like oh man I wish we 
would know more about that character. But, you know, like all things DC, they just squander their potential. So, God damn. <laughs> so it was good to see that actress back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Simon Pegg came mm. out. And, but anyway, it's, it, they were all taking a giant shit on Aquaman. Because in the show The Boys, which is about a league of superheroes called The Seven, who are basically modeled after the Justice League, hmm. um, but they're corrupt to their core, right? They're <laughs> coke-snorting degenerates. Uh, and they're multi-billionaires, you know, because, you know, it, they're treated like celebrities and football players. And then there's this other team of, like, wow, this scene this is starting to become disheartening because I had a story that was exactly like this. Shit. Um, we got to start publishing your shit. I, I know. <laughs> so, uh, and then there's this other ragtag team that's trying to take them down. Right. But, uh, they, the panel was just taking a giant shit on Aquaman. We're just like, what, what, are, they, what are they going to be? What are they going to do? Like get a team of salmon to stop. A- <laughs> oh God. <laughs> To stop a like a criminal like holding up a bank or something, oh. it's the worst. They were like, these are the worst powers, the worst powers. Oh God, wow. Yeah, I know, right? I wonder if Amazon set them up to that. It's just like, look, part of our new writer is we're gonna take your shit. Yeah. <laughs> on DC. On DC. Wow. Dude, man. Did they take any shots at Marvel or? Yeah, they did. They did actually. They really? were just like um. When they talked about like these these superheroes being the top one percent and being financed by a, a very corrupt company, they were just like basically the company is Marvel, and I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, okay." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> being a Marvel fan, I was like, "All right, that makes sense. It hurts, but it makes sense." <laughs> Shit. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Damn. So. But goddamn, there's there's I can't wait to watch that show because if it's anything like, I mean I know they probably they talked about scaling back the because it's written by the same guy that did this uh, comic book called Preacher, mm-hmm. and Preacher has a lot of sh- shocking and crazy fucking things in it where you know you can you can't even imagine, <laughs> dude Preacher you got to pick up that book, that book is about a. Um, uh, a preacher that gets endowed with the voice of God because God has disappeared from the, you know, from his heavenly throne. Oh my God. Um, oh, whoa. And he takes off to find God across America, accompanied by an Irish vampire and a, a hooker with a heart of gold, you know? Oh my God. And, you know, they made it into a TV series, but it's fucking, that, that comic is bonkers. Like, you'll see something crazy that you've never seen before, like a dude making. Like a little old white guy making love to a pile of meat shaped like a woman. <laughs> what? Fucking crazy. Dude, it's fucking crazy. All right. Yeah, I, you should, you gotta, ch- anyway. I may check out this book. Jeez. Yeah, but the boys is uh, uh, somehow like outdoes it with the crazy shit that happens. Did they, did they show you any footage of? They showed us some footage, yeah. And it looks. It looks fucking cool. It just looks cool. What? They scaled back the shock value of it, though. I'm, I'm sure they. I'm they sure had they to, you know. But when does it? Uh, when does it drop? Um, next year. I, I don't like. <laughs> I I keep forgetting the um the the actual drop date of mm-hmm. these things. 
Um, well, that's why Google exists. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but since it's Amazon, so I assume they'll drop the entire season like all at once so that we can all binge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> that's a, uh, Except with, uh, I'm watching this show called Maniac. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm, uh, you know, me and Sabrina are like savoring oh, that okay. show. We're like, let's put it down. Let's watch another episode next week because it's really good. Oh. It's really good. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't sing that show's praises enough. Watch okay. Maniac. That All right. show is fucking dope. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, what else did we do? What else did we check out? Well, we went around the uh, the show floor, and yeah. it, there's, you know, there's so much cool shit. We we try not to be materialistic folks. Like we're not into chains or cars or flashy clothes or no. anything along those lines. Though my friend told me that he went to like a sneaker convention. I'm just like, really? What footwear? <laughs> All right, yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna knock it. If you yeah. know, if you like it, you go and you check it out. And people are into what they're into, you know, yeah. but. We, I know for me personally, like, I really want to start a figurine collection. Like, I just want to get a Dude, nice... you're really into fucking figurines. I just... It's crazy. It's troubling. It's that, crazy. Uh, that, <laughs> it's what, like, I just love uh, photographing them, and I just love the way they look in a nice glass case with the light shining down on them. I mean, it's just, it's just... It gets the imagination going. I just love it. I Look, don't know why. No, 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 dude. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you because, like, you know, I'm for as long as I can, for as long as I could remember, I always wanted to collect vinyl. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and movies. So, uh, you know, physical, physical media for me is a big thing. You yeah, know, I can download uh, music all day long, but in the end, I really want a physical copy of it in some shape or form, preferably in vinyl, because I just like looking at it. Yeah. I'm I'm not one of those hipster types that I put it on and I'm just like, it it sounds warm. I'm just yeah. like, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm more of a like, oh man, I have this. It's yeah. in my collection. I know that I have it. It's cool. I gotcha. You know? I gotcha. Yeah. So I, I totally understand the figurine thing. I mean it's yeah. weird, but it's <laughs> It's not weird. No, I'm kidding, I'm Get, kidding, I'm kidding. You, you I'm, think I'm kidding, dude. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> You've hit on my insecurity, <laughs> so I'm going to defend myself. I feel attacked. So what I, it's I'm not, sorry. it's not like I would just fill the case full of like little anime figurines. At least I wouldn't make that accessible to the public, but I just want like all of pop culture, like, yes, you know, like little Iron Man uh, armors, Voltron, uh, my favorite characters from different um, animes like Spike Spiegel, um, just like cool shit in a case, like sort of the way they have the cases over at Forbidden Planet. Like, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, you yeah. could just look through those things like forever and just be like, oh, beautiful, yeah, just beautiful, magnificent, magnificent. <laughs> You're just like the collector. Yes, absolutely, exactly. I show up at your house and you got like a blonde right wig. And- <laughs> I do. I do very ornate gestures with my hands. Yeah. You know, I'm like, Pavel. It's so good to see. <laughs> beautiful. What does he say? Like wonderful or beautiful? And then Rocket Raccoon imitates him. He's like, if it's so beautiful, why haven't you fucking blown it up? It's a weapon of mass destruction or something. 
Oh, I need to see you Guardians of the Galaxy again. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun characters. Yeah. But, yeah, that's definitely it. So we saw a lot of figurines uh, um, over at Comic-Con. Uh, what else? Um, posters. Uh, I swear to God, I would cover every single inch of my walls with just dope-ass posters and uh, and art from Comic-Con. But... You know, that's something I'd like to save for, like, my house and when I turn the basement into the ultimate man cave. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I I feel you there, man. Yeah. It's just... And you, Mr. Uh, t-shirt guy. Oh, dude. Yeah. No. Like, uh, all right. So, so you know... Ernesto just revealed like his uh, his kooky obsession with with. Would figures. you stop? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Figure shaming me like for. Oh. No. You literally I'm have not. like toys in your living room. Like, what are you talking I know, about? So, so I too have a have an obsession with shirts, I, with t-shirts. I I love me some graphic tees. He so, sure does. He sure does. So, uh, props to epicprops.com. Um, they're an amazing like shirt company with amazing designs. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They really are. Uh. And yeah, like I picked up a couple of shirts at their booth. Um, that's another thing I love about Comic Con is like it just has like you can go to Artist Alley, mm-hmm. get yourself a book signed, or just like meet your favorite artists, or yeah. you know, and you can get T-shirts, you can look at figurines, you can play some video games, and then you can go to some panels. I mean, it's got it all. Yep. Oh man, if only if only every day was like that. I, I mean, I mean, I, I we could literally spend like a solid year exploring that space and not come across the same thing each day for like a full year. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's like, there, that's how much stuff there is. At this is like a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, much, so much. The only thing that the problem with Comic-Con is that they need to figure out their whole like transit system when it takes it. Cause they've hooked it up. They've, they've, they've worked in tandem with anime fest, mm-hmm. which is at a different locale, which your bus is for. Yeah. Or they've, so they, so they yeah, say, or so they claim, <laughs> but they really need to fix that. Other than that, like love, I love the con. I love everything about it. I can't even imagine what San Diego comic con must be like. Since, oh my God. Since it's still like the biggest one in the country. Like we, we got to hit that up someday and just... I'm scared of it. Like, I've seen those crowds. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, because, um, you know, for listeners of this show, you'll notice that I am a tad, like, kind of antisocial. Kind of not, you know. Like, I like to do this show and I like to draw, like, I- I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm a complex guy, okay? <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, and, you know, if for all the people listening to, to us, like... You know, God bless you. Thank you for listening yes. to us. Yes, thank you. And like following us on all our social media and stuff. But uh, I have this thing with people <laughs> that is, it's also a complex thing. It's like I, I like people, but um, sometimes crowds give me anxiety. 
Okay. So, um, like we were wa- we were walking towards the movie theater the other day towards yeah. uh, trying to get to watch Overlord, and I could feel my, my like I was like this area in Times Square is getting really soupy. You know, and that's my word for like, holy shit, I'm about to have an anxiety attack. Let's get the fuck out of here, man. So, um, you know, if you ever encounter me along with Ernesto and you're just like, hey, I want to say hi. I apologize for my behavior um, because I'm a weird guy. (laughs) You know, I... (laughs) I'm not going to debate how you feel because I because I understand that those feelings are real for you. But I got to tell you though, when you when I see you interact with people, like you're, you're it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. You're Sometimes a, you're a super sociable guy. Like you like you go up to people and say, especially like celebrities, you go up and say like hello. Like I don't like I don't really do that. Like today I saw one of the guys from Run DMC. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I didn't go up to him and say hello. Like he just happened to be walking like literally like right past me. Yeah. Like I could like reach my arm out and tap him on the shoulder. And I happened to make eye contact with him and he was just like, Hey, you know, how you doing? And I'm like, Hey, how are you? You yeah, know, smile yeah. back like, Holy shit, thank you for hip hop, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like it was amazing. It was like you could just tell it was him, you know. But that guy comes. I think you know it's you know, it's not Reverend Runs DMC. Yes, <laughs> he's always, he's always at the like I see him frequently at the con. Yeah, sometimes Reverend Run is there. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but yeah, it's always cool. To, it's cool, uh, man. That's that's cool. I saw like it was so weird. I saw Meg Ryan today, <laughs> and. Um, I mean, it looked like she was coming towards the, from the con or whatever. Okay. She was wearing sunglasses, but she was limping. I hope she's all right. Uh, well, <laughs> that con, that con can be rough. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Right on the knees. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, we do have to cap it. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, dear listeners, you'll get more Comic Con action next week. Yeah, more we delve deep. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we got one more day up in this con, yeah. and uh, yeah, we're gonna make it a good one. And we 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 seriously don't want to face the outside world and the terrorists that it provides with our current president. We really and don't. The, our current judicial system and all the failures and horrors that it brings. Can't we just live in Comic Con? Yes. Just... Can't we all just live in Comic Con? Seriously. Uh, yeah. So for both of us, I think we we can honestly say uh, we stand with uh, Dr. Blasey Ford. That's right. And uh, we uh, we hate the patriarchy, and uh, we'll continue fighting the good fight. Yeah, we'll continue fighting the good fight. Um, so I'm Pablo Morales Martinez, and I'm Ernesto Mancibo, and together we are. Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, you try keeping it real, but you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got. You know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got. Start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get it to him, baby girl.